Chopping it up with D. Randall, a virtual barbershop experience, where we sit in this virtual barber chair and get that virtual haircut and talk about any and everything, because it's a family-oriented show, and all opinions are welcome. So let's sit in this chair, and let's do what we do. We're going to chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is called Let It Out Academy. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share y'all stories with the world. Schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www.tiamonique.com. www.tiamonique.com. Let it out, Academy. All right, where are my movie buffs at? Where are my movie fans? I thought I'd talk about gangster movies. I love gangster movies. And I'm going to give you 10 of my favorites. I'm not saying they're the best made ever because everyone has their opinion. I'm just giving them out my favorite 10. And I'm going to start off with number 10 and work my way up to number one on my favorites. So number 10 is a tie. And it's a tie between two uh, movies based off uh, the black community. One is Minister Society, and the other is Boys in the Hood. Both of these movies came out in the early 90s, and um, they were based in South Central L.A., Los Angeles. And both had similar stories because they both talked about the struggles of growing up in a predominantly black neighborhood where crime rules and it discussed what the people in the neighborhood mainly black had to do to survive and a lot of them went the route of a gangster drug dealer um robber whatever they needed murderer whatever they needed to do to survive I categorize these as gangster movies because a lot of gangster stuff was done in these movies. Murder, drug selling, robbing, stealing. It just happened in the black neighborhood and it wasn't uh, the traditional gangster type movies where they wore suits or it was uh, mafia or anything like that involved. It just showed how we as black people grew up and what we did to survive. In Boys in, Boys in the Hood, 
the one who wanted to get out the hood, parents were divorced, but both of them were in his life the way they felt they had to be. But, you know, he initially was staying with his mom, and he had to move with his dad, and his dad had stayed in a, a much rougher neighborhood, and his friends were there. So as they grew up, one of his friends brother went to jail although that was his friend too he got back he still had the gangster in him where his friend who he was really close to was a uh prominent football player and that was going to be his way out the neighborhood because he had a child at a young age and you know stuff like that and his brother who was the gangster he was the one still out in the street the, the hustler you know you know, dope dealer, stuff like that. So the story progressed as the two friends who wanted to get out, they did what they had to do, take the uh, SATs and wanted to go to college and move out, out the neighborhood while the brother and the other friends, they were still in the street. And there was a conflict. And the one brother who was the prominent football player ended up getting murdered. And the other son wanted to get involved. and It just showed, I'm really telling the movie, but it just showed how you want to get out the neighborhood. You want to get out the, the area where it was tough on you. And sometimes things happen where you can't get out. Let me say, I'm not going to say can't. It, it, it's a detour. Some people can't because in this instance, one of the kids who wanted to get out was murdered. He was killed. And the other, he ended up getting out and going to a, a, a very prominent HBCU, Morehouse College in Atlanta. So the moral of this story is to me is you have to keep yourself away from this type of environment, the gangster environment, we as black men, black women, because I'm speaking from that standpoint, I, I know other people listen and sitting in the virtual barber chair with me. We have a, a, a different way of trying to get out or a different way trying to survive in a violent neighborhood. And the movie Minister Society is the same thing almost the same story though the only difference is the guy who wanted to get out he gave his life to save his uh girlfriend's son because of how he was living even though he wanted to get out the neighborhood he still was gangster he still was doing gangster stuff because his friend was a straight gangster he was uh he was a pit bull man he he sold drugs and he was the type of man that the environment pushed him so tough that he didn't mind killing he didn't care and that's the wrong person you really want to hang with because that person will pull you into his web and that's what ended up happening and he couldn't get out the web he ended up getting killed so these are two movies that uh i think are my favorites i couldn't leave either one of these out of my favorite because they told a similar story and it was a gangster story. So 
At number nine, one of my favorites, is American Gangster. Ooh-wee. Now, this was the story of a black man who was just a straight gangster. He was, like, tough, real gangster, real cutthroat-type dude. And he didn't mind doing what he needed to do to get on top. The thing is, he was an intelligent gangster, too. A lot of things he did, he thought out. So he couldn't get caught right away. Or if he was implicated in something, there was very little evidence on him. And he handled business like a crime boss. Like he was the man. I love this story because even though he had gangster mentality, he was a thinking gangster. He was the type of guy that you had to literally catch him in something in order to make sure he was involved. Great acting in the movie. Great storyline in the movie. At number eight, another early 90s movie, except it was based in New York, and now was New Jack City. Another great movie. Another thinking gangster. Another gangster who was the one raised in the streets, single fa parent family, and he was just a street thug. He was raised in the streets. He did what he needed to do to survive. And he took that and ran with it and made millions of dollars. He had a somewhat of a heart, though, because he always wanted to give back to his community to a certain extent. He was giving turkeys and using uh, uh, people's homes and paying their rent. The thing is, it was always a, a, a stipulation. He did what he did to get some out of them people in return. He was more of a thinking man as as uh, the the gangster in American Gangster. He was a tad bit more self-serving on the violent end. An American Gangster, he didn't have to necessarily put his hands on what he did. He'll usually send somebody out. In New Jack City, he did both. He had sent somebody out to handle his business or he would do it himself. And he was another one who really didn't care. He showed different means of thinking that he cared. Example, giving out turkeys and giving money to certain little kids and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he was a true gangster. He really didn't care. And the plot in this movie... The way it ended with the gangster being killed by a citizen who was fed up, that was deep. That was another one that was based in the black community. And it showed how a black man who was seduced into being in the dark world, the gangster world, how they grew up. And took that gangster mentality and made money or made profit or made a name for himself. Number seven is my first real mafia movie. And that's Casino. Love this movie. This movie was really good. This was a real 
mob movie. It tells the story of how a young Jewish guy was sent out to Vegas when Vegas was just popping, and they uh, built a casino to launder money to the mafia back in New York. And this this dude was so smart and knew how to handle gambling and betting to the point where they made him run a casino when he had no idea how to run one. And he took that and made the mafia millions and millions and millions of dollars. But he wanted to be legitimate. He wanted to run his casino. So the mob sent his best friend out there to deter him from trying to do that and keep the the original plan. And the guy they sent out there was a monster. He was a true gangster. Another guy that would do both. He'll get his hands dirty or he'll send somebody to handle his business. And he got so big out in Vegas that he wanted to break away from the mafia and do his own thing and be his own crime boss. And the stories intertwined because these were two guys who were friends. And the gangster was sent out to protect the guy over the, uh, the casinos. But he had gotten so big that he didn't want to send back what was supposed to be sent to the mafia. And that's what you don't do. You don't go over the mafia's head. The mafia will take care of you. They will make sure that they take care of you. And this movie was uh, put together so so great that every time this movie come on, I will watch it. I will watch it every time it come on because I can't get enough how this movie was created and how the plot was made how everybody that was around or the people that put he put himself around they tried to get over on him they made sure that they had found a way to get a piece of him and he had to wise up and step aside from all of them and the mafia was going to protect him because he was bringing them in millions of dollars. He was bringing in all types of money that Vegas didn't realize he could bring in, and the mafia did. So they was going to protect their golden goose, even if it meant killing one of their own that they sent out there to protect him. Love this movie. At number seven of my favorites, is a gangster movie and it's called the untouchables i'm young so there was plenty of movies that was made before i was born you know i was born in 76 so i'm still young there were plenty of movies that were made talking about al capone the one dude the one gangster everybody knew but this movie here talked about Al Capone and they talked about the police squad that they put together called the Untouchables and they were put together just to stop Al Capone no one could get dirt on this guy nobody could figure out how in the prohibition area he was making all this money in that era 
he was cleaning up. He was, I believe, he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was selling liquor when it was supposed to be sold. That was prohibition. But he was also making money off gambling and illegal gambling. And I'm not sure if it was uh, anything else. I really want to believe it was uh, prohibition and gambling. To the point where they put a special team together called the Untouchables to catch this guy. This movie was made in the 80s. It had great actors in it. Great story told. You just can't get a, a, a gangster movie like this in my era. I'll say that. In my era. The 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000s. You know, they, they those put out great movies. But the Untouchables, it had to be in my top 10. That's another movie. Well, all these movies, really, if they come on, I'll watch them every time they come on. That's why I say that my favorites. So I'll, I'll say all of these. I'll watch them every time they come on. Just uh, you seen how they got down in the 20s, how they handled their business in the 20s, what they did in the 20s to, uh, to do what they do as far as gangster. They really was out and out. Just they didn't care. They killed you in broad daylight. They didn't hold nothing up. Not as they don't do that now. Nah. But I'm saying back when I was growing up, I didn't really see how they could just be that cold-blooded, that heartless. But they were gangsters. It was based off gangster movies. So that's the first movie that I ever seen that ever dealt with the, the gangster Al Capone. And it was put together well. Love that movie. Number five, King of New York. Another movie where it talks about the Italian mob and how they handle business in New York when it comes to drugs, uh, guns, hitmen, just gangster. We talking about gangster movies and what they did. Once again, this is another movie where Hits were put out, and they were performed in broad daylight. And it was a guy who was started off as a small-time drug dealer who wanted to be just what the title said, the king of New York. He wanted to push any and every drug. He wanted to be, come through him. He wanted the money all to himself. And he was another one that had intelligence and did what he was supposed to do without being just stupid. In certain movements, he did a lot of strategic moves in order to become the king of New York in the drug scene or the, in the gangster world. Great movie. Great, great, great movie. Number four. I was going to put this number one, but the reason I didn't, because the three before it was just, they just amazing. Number four, Scarface. 1980s classic about a young Cuban immigrant who came to Miami and became the biggest dope dealer you will ever see. He was also one of the most heartless. Talking about killing in broad daylight. He didn't care. And when I say this name and this line, you gonna already know where I'm coming from. Say hello to my little friend. 
Donnie Montana. You mess with me, you mess with the best. Great movie, man. This is the story of a minority, a brown, just like a black guy, black people, worked his way to the top by doing what he knew best, being a criminal, being a gangster. And he was so good at it that he was making so much money he could attempt to buy judges. He can attempt to buy whoever he wanted to buy. He can get whatever he wanted to get. The only thing I think that got him in trouble was his arrogance that he couldn't be stopped. And I believe that comes from him just doing what he needed to do to survive and nobody could stop him. So I think the arrogance built up as he was doing that. It's an amazing story. This movie I watch two, three times a day. This is the one movie on my favorite list I can watch over and over and over again in the same day. The other movies, I'll watch them when they come on. If I see them on, I'm watching them. I can watch Scarface over and over again. It's just the, the storyline, the plot. All of it was great. It was a great movie. And the ending was just action-packed. He went out like a gangster. Tony Montana went out like a gangster. And the, re the reason I'm saying this gangster's name, be and just like Al Capone, is because anyone who know gangster movies, when they hear Tony Montana, they know what movie I'm talking about. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Because I don't know too many people who have not seen Scarface. I, I, I can pretty much bet if you line 10 men up, I think all 10 men have seen Scarface at one point in their life. It's number four, though, on my list because number three is The Godfather. Now, you know, The Godfather had The Godfather 2 and The Godfather 3. You saying why would you put the Godfather at number three? Because it tell it, it initially tells the story of mafia families and how they operate and what they do and how they handle their business in the drug world or what they handle their business in the gun world or whatever they was doing back then, whatever needed to be handled illegally, it was certain families you had to go through. And it was certain criteria. You had to go through. The Godfather was a family, a mafia family classic because there were relatives involved in this. It was amazing. It gives you the vibe of you don't cross the father. Brothers would battle each other to get the love of the father and the grandfather. Gangsters. I'm talking about gangsters. Family Gangsters. It was amazing. And they had great actors in this one. You got to understand, when you're dealing, if you understand mafia life, the Italians and the Sicilians, had a hard time saying that, the Sicilians and the Italians, they believed in family, even in the crime world. You don't cross the family. You don't ever cross the family. And that's what made the the uh, the Godfather 
great because it established the family line in the gangster world and how those families took care of each other. Number two, Goodfellas. Kind of, sort of, same thing as The Godfather, but this was more gangster and the way they went about handling stuff. They did the family thing, but the way they handled stuff and and the plot behind this movie really tells the story. Now, I know a few people that probably haven't really seen Goodfellas, and I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. But the ones who have seen it, they understand how Goodfellas operated. They didn't play any games. You had to go through certain criteria in this movie as well. At the end of the day, if you thought you was going to get over, no, you weren't going to get over. They didn't play. The action in this movie, the way they handle, I gotta say the one one thing, the Italian, the Sicilians, all of them, they kill you in broad daylight. If you watch these movies, they kill you in broad daylight. They didn't care if they were disrespected, if they felt like you were coming at them the wrong way, they would definitely handle it. Whatever time that may be, they did not play any games, period. None. I'll just say this. I myself would never want to cross it. Because if you're going to be gangster in the times that these were prominent men in that type of year, I mean, the mafia still exists. If you go back to the 70s, the 80s, I mean, you can even go far back as the 20s and 30s. They did not play. They are tough. And whatever they needed to do to survive, they would do it. My all-time favorite at number one, The Godfather 2. The Godfather I mentioned earlier told you about the stories of the how the family in a mafia operated. Mafia family had different things that they did and they wanted you to do different things to handle their business. In the part two, now you see how family members handle their business and what they want to do to be a big boss. Now you begin to understand why the brother is going against the brother. Or the father picks a certain son to run the traditional family crime boss uh, things that need to be done. They run the black mafia family. You know what I'm saying? They 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 uh they handle things different when they want to put somebody in charge. You got one brother, then you got the other brother. Then you may have another brother, and the father sees traits in the one son that he don't see in the other two that he feels may run the uh, the business better than the other two. And the other two get jealous, and they begin to feud. 
that's what this the Godfather Part Two, in my opinion, tells the story of. Great stuff, man. I love these movies that I just gave y'all. I'd like to know what's your favorite gangster movies. Y'all tell me. Let me know how you feel about the movies I ran off. And you give me some that you like. Maybe you like the same ones I like. Maybe a different order. You know. These are my favorites. But we getting ready to get out this chair, man. Have fun talking to y'all about gangster movies. You tell me what you think about it. And let me know how you feel about that. But before I get out of here. I tell you that this episode was sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement. Web designs, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email Tamara at tmonique.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at T-I-A. M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And that's Creative 8 Incorporated. Well, I'm out of here, good people. Until we sit in this chair again, y'all take it easy and have a blessed day. This your boy D. Randall. I'm out. Thank you.